hope you all like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and you telling me to subscribe makes me want to imbibe because I am mad at a new podcast. Do not forget when I was mad at Justin Lawn's podcast for being really annoying. I will never forget that. I am now mad at Will Smith's new podcast, which is called The Class of 88. And the promos that they're using, where they're trying to take snippets of the best part of the podcast, include Will Smith responding to his guests with, yeah, fire. And... Yeah, you know, do you know what I remember about that year? Yeah, when I was at your birthday. This does not sound like a fun podcast. Stop trying to shove it down my throat. It's about music in the in 88. That should be a cool podcast. What's going on? Sorry, rant over. Should we listen to it? I feel like this deserves a segment. <laughs> Absolutely not. Do we want to give Will Smith any of our time? No. Oh, it was He needs so, it, Julia. He, he needs does. It. He's going through a rough time. No, who's not going through a rough time? My lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. <laughs> yeah, not going through a rough time over here. <laughs> well, here's my uh, completely original tagline. I don't ride the fence, honey. I am the fence. You ride me. <laughs> Which is definitely something I would say, and that's, you know, <laughs> why it's my original tagline this week. <laughs> Did it make you howl? Oh my god, I lost my mind. Was that the one, Elizabeth? You no. Because you had texted me being like, you're going to die when you hear these. And there's a few that are amazing, but that was my favorite. So we usually go through the taglines, and Alex and Julia like to guess who they are. This time, I actually posted them on our Instagram and rated the taglines. I knew what they were. Hearing them said out loud was so... <laughs> did you not cry laughing? I started I laughing it. with Candace's high note. And yes, then, that's what got me. That would put, That's what pushed me over yeah, the edge. that one's great. That's and great. then LaDom riding fences, just cherry on top. It's really, let's just give it right now, the Lisa Barlow tagline read award <laughs> to the cast of Potomac. <laughs> All right, we're also joined by my lovely sister and our third co-host, Miss Julia Baker. When it comes to business, I have no follow through, but drama will follow me wherever I go. Ooh, is that for Larsa? It's for Wendy. We're on her 15th business venture, one that is so poorly thought out, she doesn't even have names for her talk show, which you think would be the first idea. Now, does Wendy have a podcast? She might. I'm sure she does. If she doesn't now, Alex, she will tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I think we've brought it up too many times. We have to start with Potomac. All right. Potomac, we've already laughed about Candace's tagline. I, we've never heard a housewife sing before. No, she's the first person That's to break true. out in song in a tagline. Good for you, Candace. Drew's next, which Candace will not be happy about. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Candace threw Drew so much shade. That was hard. That was brutal. Well, especially because she was allowed to go on Drew's show and now she's not inviting Drew to Potomac. Uh, something weird happened and like Candace would tell us. So I think it was something that Candace didn't feel comfortable like articulating to the class. <gasps> do you think it had something to do with Ralph? That's exactly what I mean. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I was just thinking maybe she just straight up doesn't think Drew was that talented. I mean, also that. I was trying to be nice about that. Switching gears a little bit. Juan's whole thing with Robin is that he doesn't care enough about her to lie well. 
And so she feels mm-hmm. stupid being like, well, I care that you're cheating on me because he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very um, like middle school. Nobody wants to admit that they care about how they look or their grades or whatever. So she doesn't want to. But Robin, you're an adult woman in a relationship. Yeah, they don't they just don't want to talk about fucking up. So every time it's brought up, he's like, ah, oh, do we have to talk about that? Come on. <laughs> so it is, you're right. It is very middle school, high school behavior. They're both weirdly emotionally stunted. Yeah. He has yes. big, like, I don't want to talk about my day at school energy when she brings up him cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, no, no, no. On this rewrite of history of why Juan got fired. You didn't get fired because you lost games. You and got- you love your boys, and they love you. Those are my boys. I don't think you mm-hmm. love them. That's the problem. Let us not forget the coach or the assistant coach was catfishing a player and blackmailed him into sending explicit photos. This basketball player came to Juan as his coach and was like, help me, and Juan did nothing. That is why you got fired. Mm-hmm. You were the bad guy in that situation. That is shocking. Yeah. Um, the editors gave us the best Pilates workout we've ever been through, making it boob job friendly and cougar friendly. And thank you. And cooter friendly, Julia. Gave me lols. I also am very disappointed in Ashley with this Asu situation. Oh, I didn't like this either. And one, it seems highly disrespectful to take someone else's culture and turn it against them by using a word you don't know the definition witch hunt like literal turn it into a witch hunt yeah and i think knowing how windy is this is going to she's going to take it very personally honestly as it she should but she's going to be so deep in it that i don't think she'll ever be able to see that this is ashley's bad that's my question is was how soon do you think it'll be before that's all cleared up? The reunion. Really? Wow. So Ashley will just kind of like hang back and be like, I know what I did, but yeah. I'm only going to say that in the talking head. I feel, Ugh. yeah, because, you know, she's just living on the beach. Life's a beach with Ashley. She doesn't have to take any of this on. In the middle of Potomac Beach. Yes. <laughs> One final thought. Please do not forget who Michael Darby loved in this cast more than anybody. Juan. Juan. <sighs> what did they have in common? It takes Juan to know Juan. Oh, there's the episode title. Boom. All right. Let's move on to Salt Lake <laughs> All City. <right>, next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all, we got to talk about the Whitney charcuterie thing with Lisa. So funny. Whitney, like, started self-destructing. <laughs> This is a common pattern with Whitney. So Lisa (laughs) swears in Whitney's home. And then Whitney, like, and I do this too. Like, I got to get something out. I don't care if the other person said, sorry. Like, no, let me finish my sentence. But Whitney keeps going. Um, A user. And she finished her sentence every time. (laughs) A user on the Bravo Housewives subreddit did God's work and tallied up how many words were said. Whitney said 168 words. And Lisa said 12 one, I'm oh sorry, god. and seven, understood. Oh my god. There's a transcript, but I will uh, save you from it. And imagine, now that's, that's also edited. Keep that in mind. <sighs> Good god. 
To take offense to Lisa swearing in her home is just rich considering that Whitney has done things in that home that got her husband fired. Whitney has a stripper pole in her living room. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're fine here. Team Lisa. Team Lisa. (laughs) Per usual. Monica's mom is terrifying. Her showing up at the house was legitimately scary. Yes. I will say, though, this scene is the most it's felt like they know what they're doing now and they're kind of like leaning into it. At least the way Monica was acting. Her whole like, bye-bye and like closing the door on her and everything, that felt very like, I don't know. Also, maybe I'm just like, now that we know things about Monica outside of like the show. I know. Also, like we're, I think two things can be true. And I think Meredith actually said it who was it was it meredith or angie said it to monica like because you've experienced abuse you don't need to recreate that in your other relationships because i think monica is Mm -hmm. definitely being like tortured by her mom but she also was fucking unhinged last episode at lisa Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but am i just a lisa stan am i blinded by the barlow another great episode title contender yes (laughs) but no, you're not. And this is a woman who cheated on her husband for two years. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Joy. I forgot about that one. You know, she she can live in a toxic relationship. And was like a confidant of Jen Shaw's. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, what do we think about Lisa and Angie's conversation? It's tricky because I can't figure Angie out, really. I can't either. Um, but I totally get Lisa being like, uh, God, we are so. We're such <laughs> Lisa so stands. I know we're not like this with any other housewife. But like Elizabeth, say like if I had a really, if I had a huge problem with someone, and you were like, yeah, like I don't want to be their friend either, and then I see you and her or like whoever like talking shit about or like snickering, I'd be what like, the Elizabeth, fuck? what the hell? Yeah. So that's you know, Team Lisa. And like Lisa's feeling, kind of rightfully so, is Angie telling her the stuff we talk shit about. Which the answer is yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, wow, we really are just Lisa apologists. Well, I am such a Lisa stand that I viewed Heather's book party as actually a Lisa scene. I did too, Julia. She got a solo. She got a rap. Everyone was very unfair about that rap, by the way. It was adorable. It was what it was. <laughs> Not to sound like a housewife, they are all jealous of Lisa. No, well, I think yeah, they that's are. That's been the whole thing mm-hmm. from the beginning. On BravoCon yep. last year, you know, they have the banners, like number one guy in the group and that kind of shit mm-hmm. and like clip, clip. Mm-hmm. Baby Gorgeous was everywhere. Nobody else Hell has yeah. a banner at BravoCon. Mm-hmm. Meredith might get a that's You Can right. Leave at this point, but. Deserved. That's deserved. Deserved. By the way, at BravoCon, the waiter was there, the uh, security waiter from that dinner, and Meredith took photos of him. Yes. <laughs> but like, I totally agree with you, Julia, that they are totally jealous of Lisa. And I thought the rap was really cute. And I'm really yeah. liking that Heather-Lisa friendship. Oh, Heather has done her work. She's on a likability tour. And joining forces with Lisa is going to be really dangerous for every single person in this cast. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they are good weather, those two. And it's oh. going to be hard to I handle think- them together. Also, like, congratulations, Heather, on your second book deal. But when she started talking to all these people who were struggling with their faith in the Mormon church Mm -hmm. or who were ex-Mormon, I was like, oh, in her community, she is doing good. So though I might kind of roll my eyes, 
I have to realize that like a lot of people view her as someone who's really being successful, understanding her faith while leaving the church. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an isolating experience. And Lisa is really the jelly to that peanut butter adventure that Heather's on. She is because like Heather's problem with the church was that it was too strict and had too many rules. And Lisa's like, mine don't. And then Heather's like, but you're not doing the real thing. And Lisa's like, so? So, I mean, Heather, that's the point. That's what your book was about. So? So, like, mm-hmm. you can't have your cake and be a judgy Mormon, too. Um, mm-hmm. We got maybe the best Meredith moment of when Meredith got absolutely called out for something she's been doing from episode one, season one, which is discreetly threatening people. Mm-hmm. And this time she got straight up called out for it. And she was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna. So, like, I just, I loved it. That was great. Yes. And also she got away again with them being like, you can't just leave this like you'd leave everything. And then she walked away from it like a minute later. <laughs> got away. <with> it. <laughs> I guess we have to thank Angie for that. But again, I give her no credit. Angie yeah. does the least and she's the one who seems like she's trying to housewife the hardest where everybody mm-hmm. else just happens to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for Miami? Oh, yes. Never has cancer looked better on a housewife franchise. Okay, we are not letting cancer get us down. It is not killing our souls. I would like to read my three notes that I took out loud. These are the only notes I took the whole episode. Oh my God, Larsa, I can't believe she just told people. Second note, oh my God, Larsa just told even more people. Third and final note, oh my God, she told even more people. That was so funny. It was just also like they did like that SpongeBob joke of like the six hours later. <laughs> it's great. Also, when Larsa was at her party after being truly evil to like, you know, talk about what not to say to someone who tells you yes. you have cancer on camera, Larsa is yeah. the definition of that. But as evil Larsa's walking around her welcome home boyfriend party, she's carrying red balloons like the clown in it. Just like really solidifying <laughs> her evil status. It is so funny to react to someone telling you that they have cancer by saying, how do you know? <laughs> how do you think she knows? And then how was I supposed to know? <laughs> Larissa's insane. And then she warns her group of friends because Miami is very divided, which I've never really realized until now. We definitely have group A and group B. But she was, she was telling her Indeed. group of friends, like, don't say anything you regret on camera because she actually has cancer. I just thought I'd warn you. I know, right? <laughs> the most regrettable thing to say on camera. It wasn't about the cancer because everyone's like, oh, cancer smancher. It's fine. Yeah. I was wondering this episode, like, Julia's fun and she's cute. And she stirred up some stuff episode one. But why is she a housewife? Then watching the opera and her forgetting her wife's last cancer treatment because she's doing something seemingly selfish, performing, like trying to get up. There it is. Never mind. I figured it out. That was some Luann behavior. It was great. Yes, Alex. Perfect. And you know she trains her dogs because any other dog in that opera lesson would have howled. Oh, Kyle Richards dogs could never. Bambi? Mm -mm. Speaking of Kyle, Beverly Hills? Oh, yeah. 
So a little off the Bravo news, Crystal responded in a comment thread this week on Instagram that she will be heavily focused on in the second half of the season. (laughs) Is she worried she's not getting enough camera time? Because we celebrated her birthday for five years. I don't know. (laughs) And then this was a Reddit thought later on. People were like, they said something her first year about she's she doesn't they don't like her and they don't want to see her again and then she responded with then you're not gonna like my contract and they're like her husband knows about entertainment lawyers i wonder if crystal had a three-year contract rather than a one-year contract Mm. just a little thought just i have nothing to back this up other than reddit my favorite place in the universe but you know what i will say about crystal Hmm. is whenever we do get more screen time with her it's my it's the thing that makes me like not want to watch this show i know whatever drama she brings up it's the drama she's not trying to bring up that i like yeah like the brother drama i really need to oh i like that i want evil crystal that's what we want i need evil crystal she's trying to protect us from who she truly is and i think because we're this is her third season yes I honestly think she's going to start putting down her guard a bit. I hope so. Um, When Kyle came over to Sutton's house at the end of the episode, Sutton was like blackout drunk. I don't know why Kyle didn't say anything. Sutton couldn't talk. Her poor man butler was like, let's get you a lemon water. She's like, no, a cocktail. Like she was hammered, right? She did the best Erica Jane impression anyone in the history of the world has ever done. That was really good. And it was wasted on Kyle. I know. Because Kyle's not going to like anything she does. No. But to be fair, their relationship is like maybe the worst Bravo relationship or Bravo friendship, Mm -hmm. I think. But Every scene they have together is so rough that if I were son, I'd be getting blackout drunk before my scene with Kyle. Sutton did try to burn down Kyle's home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, also Sutton wore pants to the bull riding bar. So she wears pants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when she thinks she's going to do something sexy. So therefore, she definitely thought she was going to do something sexy and be the first volunteer up there for Magic Mike. Yeah, I rest my I'm case. honestly still pretty annoyed with her about that whole thing. Yeah. I kind of wanted to watch more of the show, to be honest, and we had to leave with her, and that was annoying. Yeah. But if you were Erica, would you have done what she did when that elevator door opened? Oh, hell yes. Yes. God gifted her that moment. Gift from God or gift from iMessage? <laughs> Meet me in the elevator. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. All right. Are we ready for... Southern charm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. I think in Paige's defense, knowing each other and dating for a year and a half and not living together during that period of time, full time, I don't think that's that long. And not even not living together, like just not seeing each other for like weeks on end. Yeah. Like it's not like they're in the same place and not living together. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on Paige's side. And also, like, Craig, that's easy for you to say, she's going to integrate herself into your life. Why don't you move to New York? Because you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand what Paige yeah. is. And I also understand, like, Shep being like, you got to, like, when she comes down here, don't just, like, stay in your house the whole time. Yeah. He's like, I have to hide her from you guys. Although Craig was on classic Craig behavior at this Buckingham Palace party. 
he was slapping cars. Yeah, he got so crazy at Patricia's house. I know, and he was crazy last year too, and he's not like that 90% yeah. of the time. I don't know what's going on. Patricia's house and reunions are where Craig goes insane. That's right. He uses up all of his uh, alleged coke. (laughs) (laughs) We got confirmation that Taylor kissed Austin, not Austin kissed Taylor. Yes, which is a theory that we've had for a while. So congratulations to us. Yay. Yeah. We also got confirmation that Shep and Taylor made out, which I felt was not brought up last episode. No, I it didn't even really cross my mind. I thought, oh, that's just like a stunt for like whatever drama purposes right. that they s- stayed in the same bed together. But I didn't even like picture them hooking up again. But maybe that's why this show is so good is that <sighs> they're not really stunts. This is just who these people are. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Olivia, this episode for being so featured so much the last couple months. Give the girl a break. That last episode, she deserves a season break after having <laughs> to endure all of that. <laughs> Poor Olivia. Um, JT remains bizarro as ever. <laughs> it was kind of scary when he almost got mad at Taylor this episode. I know. I didn't realize that he was one of her European adventure guests. Yeah, that's why he's like in love with her. It's because they like hung out in London for like a day. And it was his house, right? Yeah. Okay. But she's never going to go with him. No, no, he is friend-zoned. Yeah. He really thinks she's going to turn around and think, you've been here this whole time. Why haven't I noticed you? Any day now. I don't think that's how that works. If it doesn't happen within, like, a year of knowing each other or even, like, a couple months, I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly think he doesn't like her now. I think there was a turn after this episode. I think her kissing Shep is the thing. And finding out that she's the one that initiated with Austin. I think that he's kind of like angry with her now. Okay. Honestly, thank goodness. The yeah. desperation was hard to watch. Um, I also, we also got another confirmation this episode. And I think that it's that Austin and Taylor definitely had sex. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Really? I believe yes. it. Am I, I a chump? So. No, Craig is doing the hard work. Yes, but then immediately Craig poked holes in the whole story and it's like oh yeah yeah craig is putting together a very compelling timeline based on fact so i just really appreciate him he may be a conspiracy theorist but honestly i think that there might be no pandas pandas aren't real they might just be humans in panda suits well craig's been through it with uh, naomi and whitney before so his mind's already like oh that's a good point alex prone to finding out alex friends hooking up with exes <laughs> and their timelines do you know what i don't care if they had sex i don't care if they just kissed do you know the one thing if i couldn't have like truth serum i want to know why did they decide to break it off that's what i care about like who thought this isn't gonna work taylor's a bad kisser Austin. austin's a bad kid like something like that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you think austin said no i think austin put the kibosh on it too alex I think Taylor is not over Shep in the slightest. And I think that might be it. And as much as he says he's not, I don't think Austin really wants to get back with Olivia or cares that. No, he's going to drop her. The second Olivia's interested in him again, he's going to drop her. Yeah, that'll be good enough for him. 
Gosh, who's going to end up with Austin? That's the biggest mystery. I wish I had a crystal ball. (laughs) He's going to end up like Shep. It's, they're both going to, yeah. Though, like I said, the last, I think an Austin dating show would be the best thing of all time. (laughs) Instead of relationship, uh, like Austin dating limits. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready for awards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. My award is the Elizabeth Soundcheck Award. Before we start this podcast, I make everybody do a sound check. Julia gets mad at me because it takes too long. Alex has to adjust 17 times. Yeah, I'm always too loud. And I award this to Seth and Meredith who recorded a podcast episode and never pressed start. So that's a pretty, I don't know, what you, what do you call that, Alex? A producer? If you press start? Is that what they need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, no credits for them. All right, Alex, what's your award? The Honorary Catalina Islander Award. Not to dox us or where we come from, but we get around in golf carts on Catalina. Alex continues to dox us. (laughs) Not not to dox us, but this is exactly where we're from. Um, Goes to Craig, who proclaims, golf carts are the only way to travel. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't name this the Bobby Rose Award, who received a golf cart for her 13th birthday for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> what? You that did was it last week. Last week. I don't. I didn't. I forgot about Which that. Which is insane. We didn't even talk about that. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. All right, Julia. What's your award? My the Lisa Barlow. I'm always hungry. Award goes to Dorit for telling Kyle she was so hungry she was going to eat her arm off. Also, really fast. Did you guys catch Dorit eating the tuna melt? Yes. One bread slice at a time. I think this is what happened. I think she ate all the tuna off because she's like skinny queen, no carbs. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm so hungry. And was like, uh-huh. maybe a little bit of bread. <laughs> That's what I think. I love your detective diet. Thank you. Detective diet reward. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.